0: Hello and welcome to TBD. Now you may be wondering why TBD. Well, nothing in your 20s is set in stone, so in the meantime, we'll leave it to be determined. I'm Yael Evan, and I'm the girl with the red lip. Growing up, I've always looked up to the wise, so I thought, why not bring something close to home here on campus? Well, we'll leave it at that. Now sitting right in front of me are the co-owners of the NWA Daily, Luke Brazel and Daniel Fritzi. How's it going, y'all?
1: Going good. Thanks for the intro. Excited to be here.
2: Yeah, likewise, thanks for having us.
0: Okay, so let's start from the basics. Where are y'all from?
1: I'm from uh, the River Valley in Arkansas, so around Fort Smith, uh, but I've been in Northwest Arkansas for a total of 10 years now.
2: Yeah, and I'm I'm from uh, Benton, Arkansas originally, which is just south of Little Rock. And uh, I moved up here for school um, and then did have been ever since, so about 12 years.
0: And how did y'all come to know each other?
2: Uh, it's, we were uh,
1: around in circles in, in school. Uh, and then our wives were really good friends in undergrad. And uh, so really got to know each other through them later on after school.
0: And what was y'all's college experience like?
2: So I we were both in fraternities. And Daniel was a Lambda Kai, and I was an SAE at the U of A. We both went to Fayetteville, I guess that's important to to note. Um, And not only did we go there once, we also went there, we each went there twice. So Daniel went there, uh, he's your undergrad in engineering. Yep. And then got your uh, MBA. Is that correct? That's right. And then I I went there, uh, I graduated from Fulbright College uh, with international uh economics degree and then went back for a law school and what did we
1: either did enough of it or uh didn't want to go into the real world I don't, i'm not real sure which one it was so um uh, but we, we i'm there
0: people say to stay in college as long as possible
1: yep That's and right. what
0: did you want to do when you first came to college
1: when i first came in um i wasn't really sure uh Vaguely, I wanted to do something in business and eventually start my own business, uh, which I guess I eventually get around to. Um, but wasn't kind of took a, a winding path to get there to engineering and then business. So,
2: my mine was maybe a little bit different. I came into well, I, I graduated high school wanting to be an architect and had three design classes in high school that were offered and really loved the uh, creativeness and and the precision of the the skill and uh, also just the ability to kind of work with others and and also kind of create something really unique. Um, But starting school, I I never actually went into the architectural program because it was five years that actually scared me away. Uh, So I went into the Fulbright uh, undeclared and or as an undecided major and I kind of snaked my way through just trying different things and seeing what I was interested in. Um, but I guess to kind of answer your question, I, uh, I wanted to be a, by the time I got into school and knew what I was doing, I wanted to be a foreign service officer. So I wanted to go work overseas.
0: And what inspired that interest?
2: For me, it was the adventure. Uh, I, I thought there was a lot. Um, the world's huge. And I, and I went on a two week trip to Europe right before I started undergrad and I think that was inspirational to me uh, knowing kind of what else was out there and and that a lot of it was undiscovered. And so having the ability to go live uh, and work for the state uh, overseas was really interesting to me.
0: So it seems like y'all had the full college experience. What did college teach y'all about yourself?
2: Hmm. I uh, I learned uh, I learned about myself several things, uh, good and bad. Um, uh, one that I like to be social more than study. And, um, <laughs> that was, uh, yeah, something I learned in college, um, that, you know, is really valuable, uh, to know, kind of and learn over your, your, uh, first year or two. And I also learned that, uh, I could stress out and, um, and have a bit of anxiety when it comes to uh, work product and um, just kind of delivering something or being overwhelmed and not being able to handle that stress. So that's something I kind of learned through college as well was uh, managing tasks and my time and uh, workflow. Yeah, I guess
1: uh, mine mine may have been a little bit of the opposite. I learned and kind of, I guess, the hard way of you know, don't, don't take things too seriously. Um, at first, it, like the first couple of years of college, I was um, yeah, good studier, studied, studied hard and uh, probably missed out on a lot of, you know, opportunities uh, to, to hang out with friends and, and things like that earlier on. And then uh, junior year, I studied abroad um, in Australia for a semester and uh, realized it was okay if you uh, you didn't study, you know, Every night that you should, and um, you know, sometimes some of the the things that you can learn by um, you know experiencing things outside of school um, are are beneficial. And so, uh, yeah, definitely like the second half of college, still got the grades I needed to and everything, but was able to enjoy it a little bit more. And so. Yeah, I think that was one thing I learned about myself was just like make sure you have a balance uh in life, especially going forward out out of school.
2: Yeah. I, one cat I will say one caveat, you ought to maybe an asterisk by Daniel's answer. Daniel's very smart naturally. So <laughs> some he could probably learn something half the time it took me to learn. So um he's uh it was that's a lucky gift that he has. <laughs> I don't know about that.
0: Well, what was your first job out of college? Was it your dream job?
1: My first job, um, I went into finance out of college. and um, so, uh, worked at an investment bank and, and it was very, um, informative. I learned a ton, uh, just learned about how business worked. Uh, it was tough, uh, a lot of hours. Um, so, Definitely not what, something I wanted to do forever, uh, talking about that kind of like balance that I was looking for in life, um, but I learned a, a ton um, about just kind of how to analyze a business, what to look for in businesses, and kind of um, helped me kind of get on the path of, of what I wanted to do eventually, um, starting my own business.
2: Daniel, did you take a gap year, or did you go directly from undergrad to your MBA?
1: I went directly from undergrad to MBA. Uh, and the MBA was like a year, uh, I guess we did the accelerated program there. So it was kind of like an extra year after school or after undergrad. Uh,
2: so unlike Daniel, I, I took a bit of a gap year and, um, uh, at the time I realized when I graduated, uh, I wasn't going to be working, um, as a foreign service officer. I had a serious girlfriend at the time, now my wife and, uh, she was not the most fond of living overseas, so um, I took the year uh, between undergrad and law school, and uh, as kind of a gap year. Uh, and I would really kind of say my first my first job was after law school in 2018, and that was working with Runway Group out of Bentonville. And that was not uh, that was not the career path or or trajectory I really thought I was would have gone into starting undergrad or law school but super thankful for it and and really great opportunity i'm still with the company
0: and how was y'all's transition from undergrad to your first job
1: tough (laughs) i realize, you know i think in any phase of life that you're in you think you're busy Uh, and then you get to the next phase of life and you realize you weren't that busy (laughs) in your previous phase of life uh, I remember thinking that in high school, then getting to college and thinking, "Oh wow, like high school was a breeze." And then um, moving on from college to my first job, uh, I remember just like the first couple months being exhausted and uh, and tired, and and kind of like transitioning to a full day of work was was tough. Um, and so yeah, uh, you know, it, it took a little while to get used to Um And kind of like miss those times in the middle of the day where you get to hang out with friends just randomly um but there's something fun about it too like kind of starting off on your own adventure for the first time in your life like really getting to just go out there and try to figure out what you want to do i
2: i agree and say there's certainly a transitional period uh it's where you're learning and also adapting and kind of morphing into this new lifestyle you're living you no longer uh, can schedule your classes. You can't schedule your work around uh, a non-traditional day and say you learn best at night. Well, too bad you're going to work from eight to five. So, um, and it was you didn't really have the opportunity to take off, you know, three to four hour breaks during the day uh, like you did in school. So that was something that I think was most uh, kind of eye opening to me was um, the time commitment you put into it and. When you get off work at four or five or six pm. at night, uh, that's kind of your free time when it starts and so it's important to, it's important to love what you do.
0: Do you feel like undergrad prepared you guys for the real world?
2: i I, uh, I would say no, not as not as much as uh, I would have liked it have have prepared me for. Uh, I, I think there's a lot that you learn. Um, so let me say this, it prepares you a lot for uh, the eight to five, right? Um, but as you, as an individual, you take on more responsibility uh, and it typically happens outside of the workday. And to me that, you know, that uh, I didn't feel like, um, going through educational experience, undergrad necessarily prepared me for parts of the real world uh, that I wasn't expecting.
1: Yeah, I think for me, there were probably parts of my undergrad, like actual education, that it was relatively small parts of it that were actually extremely applicable and helpful to my first job out, out of school that I never would have guessed would be like, you know, two classes that I took that happen to be extremely beneficial. Um, but yeah, I agree with Luke. There are a lot of like real world things that it just takes you like years to figure out uh, the whole adulting side of things. Uh, I guess you don't really learn in, in undergrad. So, um, but it definitely prepares you for, um, you know, when you, you build those, those habits of, studying and preparing on your own for uh, class and for uh, tests. And that translates well to like being prepared for your eight to five work
2: day. It helps transitioning in the real world. It helps, you know, adults, Daniel, kind of said it, which is funny. Uh, it helps when you're around adults to, to be an adult. And so in undergrad, that's not the case. And so you're just in a different season at that point.
0: And what drew you to your current career?
2: I I would say for me uh, it was the an opportunity at the right time, a lot of it was timing, and I when I graduated law school I was open to a non traditional field of practice, so anything um, outside of law I would have loved to practice as well, um, but I, I I knew graduating what I did and areas I did want to practice law and areas I didn't want to practice law, and so I was very specific about pursuing those avenues. Uh, and also being open to kind of outside uh, or non-traditional avenues too, um, and so not necessarily it was just kind of a good timing uh, for me and, and a good opportunity.
1: Yeah, I would say um, I recently left like I guess traditional corporate work
0: um,
1: and am full-time entrepreneur now, um, and that was. What I envisioned I never knew exactly what I'd be doing but in undergrad that's I wanted to do that I never had a clear vision of what exactly what business that would be or anything like that um, but kind of took steps the reason I went into finance after school was to just learn more about business and then um, kind of tried to sharpen my technical skills because I have a background in engineering and so wanted to be able to, Uh, use my technical skills to to build businesses Um, and so yeah recent I guess you know always kind of wanted to get on this path and um, you know we started NWA Daily I guess over a year ago now Um, and so that's part of what I'm doing and also just doing some some investing as well um, on the side of that so uh, yeah definitely like on a non-traditional path now but uh, but it's fun.
0: Well, now I'm dying to know what inspired y'all to create the NWA Daily.
2: That's a that's a great question. Dale started off, and then uh, kind of how we came to the idea, and I'll add anything.
1: Yeah. So at the time that it had started, and my first job, I moved down to Little Rock. I went to school up here, moved down to Little Rock for a year and a half, and then my wife and I moved back up here um, in 2018. Um, and so when we got back up here, it was the first time we lived in North of Arkansas as adults outside of school, uh, and it's a whole different experience being up here, um, not being in school. Because like when you're at the UVA, you kind of that's kind of your little world, and you get out of it sometimes, but you don't really venture out into Bentonville and Rogers too much and kind of see what all is going on. So for the next year and a half or so, um, I always felt like I was missing out on things that happened. You know, like a concert would come into town and I didn't know about it. Um, or, you know, people were running for a certain local office and I had no idea, you know, who, who they were, what they, you know, what platforms they were running on. Um, because my day job was just in finance. So didn't really like focus on things uh, locally through my day job. So I always found myself asking Luke because he's kind of more plugged in with what's going on locally by the nature of his day job. I always found myself asking him like what new restaurants are coming in, you know, what uh, what what concerts are coming to town, what new businesses are starting, all that stuff. And he always seemed to know. Um, and so... We started talking and we realized that there's not really a good source for this. As I was asking him these questions, you know, there just wasn't a good way to find this information um, at the time. And we both read uh, and read like Morning Brew and the Hustle kind of national business newsletters that consolidate a lot of information into one short, easy read. So we kind of started brainstorming on that and what that would look like uh, in a kind of smaller, more focused region.
2: And I'll just take it from there, Luke. Yeah, and so when when Daniel actually kind of pitched it to me, I would say it's his idea. Um, But once he kind of opened my eyes to the opportunity, uh, I was skeptical at first. And it wasn't until probably a month or two after talking through it all uh, that I was like, yeah, you know, this could... Um, this could actually work. And I, am I, I, since Daniel kind of made it aware to me, I was able to see other opportunities where people were kind of searching for information, whether it's, uh, local politics or local events or business development, um, new restaurants. And so, uh, that was kind of where the idea generated from. Um, and it was interesting early on, uh, yeah, we, um, it took a lot of learning, we'll say that.
0: So how has the NWA daily grown since starting it?
2: So it, uh, this is kind of where I was going, and I almost anticipated this question. And early on, uh, Daniel and I would uh, wake up in the morning, uh, skim or kind of scroll through the news, and um, in order to, to, to develop the practice and also uh, to construct a newsletter when we wanted it to look, we basically wake up in the morning, write a full newsletter, and then send it to ourselves. Uh, and we, we did that for probably a month or two and uh, we didn't have any subscribers, but we just wanted to see what it looked like. Um, what news was interesting and begin and begin to create a rhythm behind a newsletter and get into that practice. Um, we, I would say we, the first people we told about it, uh, was our families, uh, I think around Thanksgiving or Christmas in 2020 and yeah, in 2020. And then um, I remember it being the first week in January, we kind of kicked it off as, hey, we, we kind of made this proclamation on social media uh, at the time, because really nothing else was really open, um, that we started this new uh, morning free morning newsletter, and um, from then it's grown kind of quite a bit. You know, the other yeah. field you can add to that,
1: yeah, I would say, you know, I so basically in January were of 2021, we were essentially at zero subscribers, or I don't know, what it, however, many, however many subscribers our family, you know, uh, account for, and um, since then we've We've grown considerably to about 10,000 subscribers. And so uh, what's been really fun, though, is kind of growing alongside the community. Um, What we noticed, you know, at first we weren't we had like a few people kind of asking us about advertising, but our audience was pretty small. But as our audience grew, we had more people asking us if they could advertise in the newsletter, which was our business model. Right. It's a free newsletter um so advertising is the business model um but what's been fun is as we've grown kind of talking with other businesses uh that that inquire about advertising to us and realizing that there was just kind of like a lot of entrepreneurial energy uh that was unleashed in like the 2020 2021 time frame um so i think especially in this region there's it's been fun to kind of grow alongside of a lot of other businesses that started in a similar time frame. Um So th- all that to say, you know, the community has, has helped us grow a lot and um, you know, everyone's just super supportive of, of
2: us and, and of e- each other in the community. So. It, uh, adding kind of depth onto that real quick, the, you know, it's easy to quantify the subscriber numbers as that's what we've grown. Right. Or like that's how. Small or large, we've grown. Um, what's what we don't talk about enough is how many relationships we built from this. And Daniel kind of harped on this: is we just met so many uh, young businesses and startups and people who are pursuing a dream uh, and bold vision and people who have bold visions and big dreams. And so it's been really fun from that perspective. And I would say we've grown like our social relationships and my social capital uh substantially through just networking in northwest arkansas
0: okay so before you guys said that you would get up every morning drink your coffee and write a newsletter and send it to yourself but now what does it look like getting this newsletter out
2: so to both our to both of our surprise uh last fall we hired someone <laughs> we um if you would have asked us a year ago if we ever thought we'd hire someone, I would have, I would have said, heck no. There's, I mean, there's no way. That's crazy. Uh, we're actually employers, um, and now we have uh, one and a half employees. So uh, we have a full time writer, uh, Gail. She uh, lives up here in Northwest Arkansas and does a fantastic job for us. She helps uh, curate and source all the news, and then. Uh, we also have help with some correspondence. Ashlyn, um, uh, she started with us at the beginning of this year, and keeps Daniel not on track. So uh, follows up on inquiries, uh, corresponds over emails. Uh, she's the one that kind of keeps uh, keeps everything going in the right direction. Um, and so how you know how it looks today, uh, we can. <laughs> I'll, we'll try to keep it high level. If you want, if you want to, we can we can dive into it. It really kind of starts um newsletter starts to shape take shape uh 6 p.m the night before around that time uh, our writer is uh, typically wrapping up her articles for the next day nothing really comes out after 6 or 7 p.m that's worth writing about um everything's typically announced during the traditional business hours maybe there's like a uh college playoff game happening on you know a Thursday evening or maybe there's a uh special basketball game we want to write about, but mostly it comes out, you know, during the business hours. After six or seven PM, um Gail does her work, tightens everything up, makes it look good, adds photos into it. And then uh the next morning, um Dan and I rotate this. We each, we uh we kind of wake up proofread the email then send it out uh, and that's it. And then we probably have, uh, a lot of people respond back to the email, which is really exciting. Um, people share it, which we can, we, we can see when new subscribers join. So, um, throughout the day, we kind of correspond with subscribers, uh, take advertising calls, uh, and then meet cool people in the community. They don't know if you have anything to add.
1: Um, yeah, don't have anything to add. Uh, we, uh, except I guess that, you know, we, we set the cadence by, uh, by picking the name. So we, we, we called it NWA daily. And so it's, you know, ever since then it's, it's been a a daily thing now that is just weekdays. Uh, So it's not, not including the weekend, but we kind of joked about that at the start when we chose the name, we're like, well, you know, this is what we're doing every morning. So (laughs) it's in the name.
0: And what is it like balancing your platform and your full-time jobs?
2: I, that's a great question. I would say that uh, you have to be really protective and focused around the time uh, you spend on one or the other, right? And you have certain expectations deliverables from your daytime job, and you want to make sure and hit those and that what you're doing, uh, I would say extra hours or in your free time um, doesn't take away from what's expected with your day job. Um, I think that one way Uh, one way I kind of keep track of that is each week I set up a list of priorities for me uh, and kind of what's expected for that week. And if at any point I feel like uh, NWA dailies might be getting in the way of those priorities, I focus on those priorities first and get those done. And then NWA daily comes after that. And that's just, that's just kind of the nature of the beast right now. Um, At some point I would imagine that those could even switch right. Or NWA daily takes precedent. Um, If, if, or as we continue to grow. Um, but right now the, the day job is kind of the priority. And then after five or 6 PM, uh, I can work on NWA daily.
0: And how does a college town like Fayetteville play a role into your content?
1: It definitely, uh, it definitely helps out with the content and, you know, The U of A is a very important piece of of the region and the center of a lot of activity here and keeps the region young and fun. And then, you know, like, I don't know, it's just great to have uh, that um, as an integral part of the community here. So we definitely like to keep our readers informed about everything going on, whether it's sports or great things that students or professors have done at the U of A um you know it's there there's just so so many good things that come
2: out of it so um we
1: we like to include it as much as as much as we can
2: yeah i I would add to that and say there's a lot of energy in fayetteville and when daniel and i were in school a lot of the energy in northwest arkansas was was central in fayetteville there wasn't much happening outside of kind of this area of northwest arkansas um now when Daniel moved back up here, he was talking about this too. Now people travel all over the region to uh, see what's going on or to, uh, to go to dinner or to see a concert. And so um, there's a lot of energy in Fayetteville and the students there are important. Um, and I think Individalia is a great resource for them as they get plugged in, as they leave kind of the, uh, the, the college bubble they're in and break out in the real world. Uh, I hope that NWA Daily is a, a resource for them to get plugged into different things and to learn about what's happening in the community outside of campus.
0: And what has been the biggest reward of starting the NWA Daily?
2: Meeting, meeting cool people. Yeah. Meeting For me, meeting cool people is number one. I lived here for 10 years before starting the newsletter and I think I've met more people since starting the newsletter, like over the past year, year and a half, than I than I have before. Just entrepreneurs, people who are going who are going to shake the region, uh, just influential people. It's it's been really neat and really rewarding from that aspect.
1: Yeah, I would agree. I think one, it's it's just really fun to be able to be plugged in in your community. And I come from a small town, so like. It was just natural that you knew everyone there, um, for the most part, and uh, in a somewhat bigger area. I wouldn't call this a big place, but in a somewhat bigger area, um, it's it's a little harder to do that, and um, naturally, and but but the newsletter has kind of like let us make connections with people all over Northwest Arkansas, um, and and now you know we'll see those people out and about, and um, so one just get to build fun relationships and friendships with people. And two, I'm passionate about business. And so it's really fun for me to be able to see, you know, other people building businesses in the area and, and, and either starting them or, you know, successfully kind of growing them. Um, and then us getting to play a very small part and, you know, helping get the word out there about some of those businesses. It's really fun for us to hear, You know, when we advertise for a business, um, it's really fun for us to hear when they come back to us and say, hey, we got, you know, like we landed a a bunch of new jobs out of that or we landed, you know, a lot of new clients off of that advertisement and and it's really going to help us out. So um, just all of those things um, centered around relationship or that's definitely the most rewarding part.
0: And what do you think the future of the NWA Daily will look like?
1: I think, um, you know, we're going to continue to focus on growing, uh, growing our audience in Northwest Arkansas. You know, I think there's still a lot of people that we can reach. Um, I think we're going to continue, um, you know, trying to be a mouthpiece for businesses, um, that are looking to get the word out there about themselves. And we want to always remain a place where small businesses, nonprofits, And, um, you know, businesses that are just starting have, uh, you know, have the ability to advertise through because a lot of those businesses um, may not have the opportunity to advertise through other avenues. And so we want to always be kind of a mouthpiece for that. And but continue growing with the region and growing kind of across the region. And that's kind of the vision here. Luke, I don't know if you have anything to add there. Yeah, no, it's perfect.
0: Well, it's time to part ways, but I have one last question before I let you guys go. What is something you wish you could tell your younger self?
1: I would uh, back to the back to the college thing. I would probably tell myself to study abroad even more than I did. Um, <laughs> it's a it's a like a small thing, but um, I studied abroad one semester and then part of. I guess a month in a summer, in a summer one time during school, I would have done it more. So I would tell myself
2: to go to study abroad for a couple semesters or something. I would say take risk early on. So as you get out of school, you might get married. Uh, you might move away. You might have kids, build a family. It, it gets harder and harder to take risk. And so if you really want to do something or if you really want to pursue an idea build a brand, build a business. Uh, do it now. Um, in the earlier in your career, you do it. Uh, failing hurts a little less. So um, take, take bigger risk earlier on.
0: Well, thank you. It's been a pleasure having you on. I'll see y'all next week, but in the meantime, I'll just be to the beat of my own drum.